What's crack-a-lack in Ridge Runner Nation? We've got an awesome episode, Ridge Runner Live Show, number five, with two very special guests. We're joined by Ohio's Ultra Runners of the Year in 2019, Emily Collins and Alex Gold. We walked through their epic results in 2019 and what they have lined up for their 2020 season and all the goals they hope to accomplish this year. We hope you enjoy. Live. What's going on, Ridge Runner Nation? We are back for our fifth Ridge Runner Live show. And tonight we are joined by two very special guests. You can tell I'm in my Sunday's best. And that's due to the fact this is an award show for the century. Our two guests won Ohio's Ultra Runner of the Year in 2019 due to some absolutely mind-blowing performances that we will get into shortly. So without further ado, Emily Collins, Alex Gold, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And you also may have noticed we brought back our ultra running analyst intern, Nick Voss, all the way from Colorado. How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing great. Happy to be here and uh, just hope I can, I can learn a lot and provide as much to the team as I can. <laughs> we appreciate that, Nick. We appreciate that. Uh, before we dive deep into our discussion tonight, uh, what is everyone drinking? Emily, you can kick things off. Yeah, I am having the Grimm. Uh, this is a Brooklyn beer. It's an Imperial Stout. Very delicious. Awesome. Alex? Um, this one's from Milwaukee. It's called Miller Lite. <laughs> I, I guess we were out of all our good beers. So, yeah, pretty good. Love it. Nick? Oh, I guess in a true intern fashion, I just got the good old jar of ice water. Denver Municipal Water. There you go. Maybe when you turn 21, we can get you your first beer. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> and John? I have got myself some Brewdog, uh, some good old-fashioned Elvis juice. It's a pretty delicious beer. It's been growing on me a lot lately. Awesome. And I've upped my game this week. Really took it to the next level with the uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. So <laughs> super excited <laughs> to be drinking this Better one. than Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, normally that's my go-to. We probably just switched drinks for the evening. But <laughs> so, Ridge Runner Nation wants to know before we dive into the races and whatnot. Uh, who are you guys? Maybe people have seen you at races. They've seen your really impressive times and results, but they don't really know who you are. So, just kind of give a brief overview about who you are and what you do. I mean, Emily, you can start things off. Okay. Um, so. Wow. I, I am an environmental attorney. Uh, I started a law firm, uh, a public interest law firm in Pittsburgh and uh, practice in Akron, Ohio. Um, and we represent people who are in really bad situations uh, related to their environmental quality. And, uh, um, you know, it's a rough job. So, uh, I needed to run <laughs> to make sure to balance that out. So that's who I am. Awesome. Alex? Oh, that's a really cool job. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I have a less interesting job, but I'm interesting to me. I, I work for GE. Uh, on, I'm an engineer um, working on jet engines. I just graduated college. I, um, I ran cross country and track at Illinois, um, and I loved it. Um, it was a really cool experience, but kind of the whole time I was running, I was excited to start running ultras, but I knew I had to enjoy my time running track and cross country. And now I'm living the dream running ultras. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we're glad to have you in the ultra scene. I know maybe some other people aren't excited that you finally made it on the scene, but uh, definitely excited <laughs> that you made it. Uh, Ridge Hunter Nation, as always, if you guys have any questions for our, our two guests tonight about training, what they're up to for the year, and just any questions in general, make sure to throw those in the chat and we'll relay them along to them. Uh, so just get things started. Your first run. How, when did you start running and why did you decide to start? Alex, if you want to start there. Um, so I really started running um, in high school. Uh, I was a big baseball, basketball player, but I didn't have a fall sport. And right before my freshman year, um, when I was in eighth grade, I watched my older brother run at the state track meet in the four by eight. 
and it was like the coolest thing ever i thought so i was like i'll give cross country a try in the fall and then sure enough my coach convinced me to quit baseball and basketball and i was all in on running ever since so awesome yeah it's a crazy how like sometimes you start with a different sport and you actually find your way into running i know similar thing happened to me it's kind of just like grow up playing multiple sports and you eventually find one you're really passionate about so that's awesome to hear yeah for sure emily oh boy i started running um pretty early uh i grew up in rural county ohio which isn't too far from where i am now um and I, I think I started running around fifth grade uh, after reading about a, a girl about the same age as me uh, who ran a marathon and I wanted to try it. So I went out with my dad and tried to run a marathon, I think. <laughs> and I think I, I might have gotten about 800 meters uh, and realized that I really wanted to be a sprinter. So I, I ended up being a sprinter in high school. Um, didn't really uh, try to do anything in college. Um, went to law school and and realized that you know running is what I kind of needed to do just to feel alive. Um, so I ended up training for marathons for the most part um, for a while, and then discovered the ultra scene not too long ago. So. Awesome. So yeah, you said you discovered the ultra scene. Uh, how did you find the scene and what made you decide to do ultras <laughs> after being like, so interested in the 800 meter dash? Yeah, right. Um, it's so I think a lot of people discover it the same way. It was more socially than anything. So just started hanging out with trail runners and realized that it was something that I really enjoyed. Um, so I, I think I moved to the Akron area right around 2014. And it, there's such a rich trail running scene here. Um, it was pretty easy to jump into the scene and, um, you know, once you run a 50K, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> a fast track to 100. So it didn't take me long. Awesome. And then Alex, what about you? Obviously, right out of college, how did you decide I want to run ultras right away? Um. I think it was when I was reading uh, Born to Run, and then I heard about Scott Jurek, and then I read his book. One of my buddies told me to when I was in high school, and just like hearing the stories of what he went through in those races, um, I really connected with that because I just thought running was such a cool adventure, and ultras just seem so much cooler and so ever since high school i've wanted to run ultras but i just didn't think it would be the smartest thing for my college career and i pretty much would have gotten kicked off the team so i kind of was just like you only get one chance to run in college so i just waited out but i've been wanting to run ultras for a while now so i'm just happy to finally start that's amazing that's that's totally new seems like to have somebody yeah, in college like thinking unique. about ultra running. <laughs> That's great. And so Alex, you're right. Because all my college teammates definitely thought I was a moron. So <laughs> none of them agreed with me. <laughs> was 2019 the first year of you running ultras or did you do an ultra in 2018? Um, so I graduated in 2018. I did, um, like right when I graduated, I did a road trip out West and I ran like 30 miles in Bryce Canyon once. So nothing official. And I did a, um, in the burning river relay, I did two 16 mile legs back to back, or there was like an hour break. So like a couple almost ultras. And then I was getting ready to do my first real one in August. And I tore my tendon in the, in my ankle in a perineal tendon. Um, I guess there's two of them, but one of those, I tore it halfway through the ragged 50 K in August of 2018. So, um, I never finished one, even though I'd been waiting to do one for so long. And then, um, I was really fortunate it healed well. And right when 2019 started, I did my first ultra. 
That absolutely blows my mind. I don't know about you, Nick or John, uh, just to kind of put that in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of, I, I found trail running um, kind of more like Emily did just training for a marathon and hopped in Hocking Hills um, into their Indian run down there. And just, I was just sold on the trail running community, the wide variety of ages and everything like that. So um, it's kind of refreshing to hear that, that the young guys are guys and gals are uh, getting into, getting into running and, and learning, I guess, about what ultra running is. Cause I had no idea it even existed until I saw it firsthand on accident. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And so kind of to like highlight that, uh, I obviously you guys won Ohio ultra runner of the year in 2019. And so we just want to go through and break down all of your races that you guys ran in 2019. You guys can go into as little detail or as much detail about certain races, but kind of give the viewers uh, perspective on like what race you ran. And uh, Emily, if you want to start us off. Yeah. So I don't know if I can remember them all to be totally honest with you, but uh, I think I started my season out with Comset, which is the um, 50K national championship. And I just turned 40 last year, so I'm masters now, which has mixed emotions behind it, I think. But uh, you know, for, for women, actually, the 40-year age group is quite competitive. Um, and uh, I, I think... It, I ended up winning masters. I was like something like fourth overall. So it was a good start to the season. Um, and it's a fast course. It's a loop course. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. Um, and then let's see, probably DNF a race or two. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, actually before Comset, I did DNF the uh, raccoon hundred. It was just a, very, I was so tired um, and it wasn't going well. So uh, kind of typical for me to <laughs> have that kind of misfire. Um, and man, what else? Uh, I'm sure I tried a track race, uh, dawn to dust to dawn. Um, didn't do so hot at that either. And it led me to realize that I had an iron deficiency uh, remedied that and came back with a really strong summer, uh, doing a track race called Ethan Allen 24 hour, uh, won that set, set a course record. Um, and I think it was two weeks later I did burning river hundred, um, and really had a good race that day uh, and I raced it. So it's not every day that you go out in an ultra and have an opportunity to just absolutely race it. And I did, and I, really had a blast doing it um, so you you won burning river two weeks I, after setting yeah. the course record at ethan allen 24 hour i did yeah that's it absolutely fun. incredible it was fun thank <laughs> you um yeah that kind of thing is hard i remember Al alex del zappo at the very beginning of burning river stopped me for a second and said are you recovered <laughs> and I, I think i said something like I don't, I, I doubt it. I don't think so. You know, I have no idea uh, if I'm recovered. So I just went for it. Um, played it pretty easy for the first 50. It was a really hot day and um, knew I didn't want to race until about mile 75. So I started my race then and it worked out pretty well. Um, and then the big thing that I did last year was the Spartathlon. So it's a an international race um, in Greece, qualified for it uh, the year before by running, I think I ran a 1620 something for a hundred uh, and that got me into the Spartathlon, um, which was a goal, goal race. And the real, <laughs> what I wanted to do with the Spartathlon was finish. So I accomplished that and it was, it was such an incredible experience. I can't recommend, uh, racing in Europe more, more than after doing that. So, um, yeah, it was a good year. I enjoyed it. So some of our viewers may not know what a Spartathlon is. Yeah. I personally only know it from your results and kind of doing some <laughs> research into it. I'm sure Nick yeah. knows all the details of it, but, right. uh, tell our audience what that race is all about. 
So the Spartathlon is 153 miles. Um, it literally tracks the course uh, that um, a runner messenger used. Uh, historically, we're pretty sure it was Pheidippides uh, who ran from uh, the Battle of Marathon to Sparta uh, for the purpose of asking the Spartans for their help uh, with um, uh, so he, he, he was asking the Spartans to help uh, the Athenians, right, um, to secure essentially modern-day democracy. <laughs> uh, kind, of, kind of an important run. Uh, however, the Spartans, uh, the Spartans apparently agreed, and then uh, they were on holiday for a day or something and didn't show up, and they won the battle anyway. So... Um, Pheidippides uh, ran back is the, how the legend goes. Uh, so he ran not just 153 miles, but quite a bit more. Um, and then, you know, it's the Battle of Marathon. So there was actually another runner who went from Marathon to Athens to say, hey, we, we actually won. <laughs> uh, and when he delivered that news, he dropped dead. <laughs> so... So it, there's a lot of history behind it. It's really, you know, cool to ha kind of have the myth behind it while you're running. And everyone in Greece still, you know, very much supports this idea of storytelling along with the race. So it, it's a fun one. It's a really fun one. It's hard, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah. I, the first time I heard about it was from, from Nick. He was trying to break it down to me a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, just absolutely Thanks, cr crazy out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a really impressive result too. I think what was seventeenth? I think you were seventeenth female. You know, like I I know that um, you guys had mentioned something about what place I was, and I didn't even know. But I just reviewed my ultra sign up results before the show, and yeah, I guess I was in the top twenty. <laughs> so I yeah, didn't. Wow. Yeah, that's super impressive. Well, thank you. Tell us about uh, tell Emily. us about what the terrain's like there. Mm. So the Spartathlon is a road race. Um, and once you hit 100 miles, you have to climb a mountain. So <laughs> uh, the terrain on the mountain is actually really, really difficult, at least for me. Uh, I've been talking to a bunch of my uh, trail running friends about trying to get me better at running down scree because I, I am so bad at it. Um, but yeah, the back side of that mountain, it's just loose rock everywhere. So uh, it th throws you for a loop. <laughs> but otherwise, it's road, uh, which can really get to you if you're just pounding pavement the whole time. Um, and it takes you through, you know, just modern day Greece. So we ran pineries outside of uh, Athens. Um, and it, I, I kind of like that. Some people really hate it. But I, I like the idea of, you know, running through something real. Uh, and that's what you do, and including, you know, olive groves and orange groves, all kinds of cool citrus. Uh, but there are goats running around here and there. <laughs> you know, it's a really cool race. Awesome. Alex, did you have a question you wanted to ask? Yeah. Do you know if Scott Jurek ran that one? I feel of like I remember. Of course he did. Of course he did, okay. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> kind of want it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said that a was the one record. where he faced off with that really good guy yeah. from. Okay. I can tell yeah, you're you're gonna be the that. next Scott Jurek, Alex. Just the way you're headed already. <laughs> you're getting ridiculous. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did it. Yeah. So you have to put it on your list. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty terrible too, but in a good way. Right. So Alex, obviously you had your own impressive 2019. Uh, give us the same breakdown, highlight the races that uh, you want to talk about most and go from there. Okay, so I started 2019 with my first ever ultra, which was South Mountains Marathons 50K in North Carolina. Um, I pretty much just picked it because I was like really amped to do an ultra and I had healed up. So um, there aren't that many in January and it was beautiful. 
um, tons of climbing and I felt really good and I won it. I set the course record. They said, um, I guess they used to hold the race and then they took a break and then they brought it back. So the course records were like, kind of like, I don't know, but they said I did. Um, so that was cool. And, um, I don't know. It was just so much fun the whole time because I was finally doing an ultra. And then, um, I spent the whole spring training for the flying pig. Um, once I moved to Cincinnati from Illinois, uh, I watched my girlfriend run the flying pig, uh, right before I moved. She had been here a year before I was, and I made a goal that I wanted to win it. So, I trained really hard for that and I was winning it for 23 plus miles. And I, I think I was listening to some podcast where Jim Walmsley was talking about how you didn't really need to eat anything for a marathon. And (laughs) I, I didn't really eat anything and I just totally hit the wall. I still got third. Um, but it was a rough last three miles. Um, but I was proud that I was able to like hold it together somewhat. And then, um, a week later I did the Thunder Bunny 50 K like six days later. So I spent that week like in incredible soreness for like a few days. And then I finally recovered like right before the race. And I actually felt amazing. And I think, it almost was like better because I was kind of using my training going into the flying pig for like two races instead of one. It was like, you know, train for one, get two. And, uh, I felt amazing at Thunder Bunny. Um, I think a lot of people remember the story of how I got lost at the end. And basically what happened was you repeat the first, four miles or so three and a half miles of the last three and a half miles. So I like pass a sign that says this way, like however many miles it was to the finish. And I'm calculating. I'm like, all right, I'm going to beat the course record by like 15 minutes. I felt so good. um, But one of the volunteers, I guess when we went through the first time took the course markings down. And so there were no markings and I had no idea where I was going and I went back and I asked someone a question and they were like, you go this way. And then I did, but then I took another wrong turn, ended up at the finish like way before I was supposed to. And they were like telling me I broke the course record by like 25 minutes. And I was like, no, I definitely didn't do that. And, um, then we Mike was really good. He like figured out exactly what happened they got the course markings up like before the second place guy had come through. So that was good. Like the whole race wasn't ruined. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I went back and finished. Um, but, um, the last four miles were pretty miserable or however many it was because I also had to run back. Um, but I don't know. I'm really happy I finished because, I feel like that's kind of what ultra running is about, you know, like it had went so well and there was not much adversity. And so it was kind of like, this is what I wanted when I signed up for ultra running. That was cool. And then, um, what was next? Oh, so Mohican was after that. And that was a really good day. That was my first 50. And, I was worried about nutrition and the distance and everything, but I had no problems. I felt so good the whole time. I did at the very end, you're supposed to like turn off the first loop um, and go to the finish. But I followed where the people I was like, passing that were still doing their second loop were going and I ended up doing like two extra miles or a mile and a half extra for that one as well but I still got the course record so um that was a really good race um 
but then my hundred was a few months later. I did the Wasatch 100, and I had some injury issues going into that, and I didn't end up really training the way I wanted to. And that course is so hard. <laughs> um, but all that adversity that I missed out on on my Mohican race that went perfectly, I got that and more at Wasatch. And it was ups and downs. And that was really cool for a new ultra runner because um, I've never gotten to experience when you start feeling terrible and then that's not the end. You could like still start feeling good again. I mean, people had been telling me that, but I actually got to experience that. So that was really cool. And I finished, um, got 12th there. I would have liked to do a little better, but um, I was just pretty happy to finish my first 100. And then I did the North Face Endurance Run in San Francisco and um, got sucked into going way too fast at the beginning because those guys are like monsters. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of grinded it out and I beat some good runners. I lost to some runners I would have wanted to beat, but I got 26 there and it was just a good experience. Like my first year in general is just a good experience. Glad to be doing ultras. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. I, mean, I, I had the uh, privilege to see you race twice in 2019, both at uh, Thunder Bunny and Mohican, Alex. And both times, the one thing that's really stuck with me and other, everyone that was really around was your character in those moments. Because obviously, you come into the finish line, you think you're done, or you don't know you're done if you're done. And those situations are always tough, but you handle the adversity. You, when you were told you had to go back out, it was really like no big deal. You it just sprinted off and finished the race. And that really stuck with a lot of people that day so thanks i really appreciate that i mean i feel like there's plenty of people in ultra running that have incredible characters so it kind of just felt like there was no other option you know so i'm just happy to be a part of it definitely nick i mean you saw it you were there as well for thunder bunny yeah, you uh, you kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I've I don't think I've ever seen anybody handle that kind of situation with uh, just grace. I mean, just you know, okay, that's that's what I got to do. And you know, there was there was no complaining and no no complaining off to the side. Even I mean, that's just that's that's impressive. Yeah, setting a good Thank standard, you. Alex. That's great. Thank you. So, Mm-hmm. So I obvious. Think, I think we got to mention the Mohican time too, because that is an incredible time. I mean, the year pr- prior, 2018, there were at least three three of Ohio's top ultra runners battling it out, racing each other to the wire, and they ran you know, like 720s. So for for Alex to go, uh, it was a 640 some in that race. That's uh that's really, really fast on that course. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously you guys had super impressive 2019s, but I know you guys aren't just going to settle and sit back in 2020 and let Ridge Runner Nation take the Ohio's Ultra Runner of the Year this year. So I know you guys have some big, big plans on the uh, agenda for the year. So uh, I know that Emily has already ran one race. So uh, talk about your experience this past weekend at the Jackpot Ultra. Sure. Yeah. So I I, uh, went out to Jackpot thinking, man, you know, it'd be nice to get a fast hundred in early in the season Um, and just kind of see what I can do uh, at this. I'm feeling the strongest I've ever felt at this state, you know, this early, I suppose, in, in a season. And it was a total misfire for me. So uh, that's kind of perfect um, for me, at least. Uh, it's always great fuel to to have failure, you know, early and at any time, really. Uh, and I'm feeling physically so great. Um I, I was hoping to just kind of lock into a steady pace and, and go for it. 
Um, but uh, I, I should have known, I suppose. I showed up to Vegas and immediately found a coffee shop and started working. Um, and I worked all the way up to, you know, getting my packet. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, this is so perfect that, you know, it's Pacific time because I can put a couple hours of work in before the race. So I went to the race thinking about work and I just could not get my head into race mode. So I left, <laughs> I left the race and went to Red Rocks and started working. Um, and I, I think that's perfect, honestly. Um, so I, I don't have much, uh, I don't have any qualms about doing that kind of thing. My approach to racing is you go in, risk it all, uh, and while you're risking it all, you're kind of risking nothing. You know, that's what racing's all about. <laughs> um, so I, I'm feeling really good about the season and uh, I'm excited. I, um, I'm coached by David Roach and I, I asked him uh, right after Spartathlon, you know, can we work on speed and uh, doing a little more trail racing? Because I think that's what I uh, would enjoy doing uh, this next season. So that's that's where I am. I'm just trying to kind of figure out um, speed, maybe shoot for the 100K team, national team at some point, and go from there. So jackpot is a great race. It's the 100 mile national championship for road, uh, and there were some amazing performances. Namely, my um, teammate Marissa Isaac uh, just killed the course record there. Uh, so I was really happy to see that. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I remember like I saw the results obviously live and I was like, Oh, what happened? I mean, it was like, <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you see sure. like that, it was like yeah. kind of, kind of shocking. Cause I mean, I obviously high expectations going into the race and like you said, kind of risking it all, but mm -hmm. the fact that you kind of come out of it so positive, it's oh, yeah. really encouraging no to problem. see. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so what are you building on next? So what's next for mm -hmm. you? And, um, <laughs> good question. So, uh, I'm going to do a local race called the Super Bowl 50K um, Trail Championships, which is a fun race um, with good talent, really good local talent um, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but then my main goal uh, is the Umstead 100 uh, coming up. Um, I'm going to race Boston, and I'm actually going to try to do well at Bo the Boston Marathon. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, Miwok 100K, uh, the Keys 100, Bighorn 100, and then uh, I should I think I'm going to be doing the Spartathlon again. So that's my season coming up, I think. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, the Maybe Super shoot for the 100K team. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, the Super Bowl Trail Championship has always like had super competitive fields yeah. the past couple of years. So that'll be a super fun race to kind of get things going again. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited. Is the 100K, is that still at Mad City? The national championship sure is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and actually, a local guy last year uh, won it. Um, so an Ohioan won it last year. I don't know if you know Is Merkel. He's mostly known in um, uh, the marathon scene, but he's here in Akron and really did well last year. That was inspiring. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it to Mad City. I've too many hundred milers going on, but uh, I would like to at some point. Definitely. And Alex, obviously you've got some big races lined up as well, especially if maybe trying to improve on some goals that you missed out on last year. Um, talk about what you have coming up. Yeah, I have like 10 less hundreds than Emily, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, so last year I, talked about the flying pig briefly but um i decided it'd be fun uh the guy that won it last year we've actually become really good friends since and um we're both gonna run it again and um a bunch of friends of mine are so it's gonna be a fun race uh and i'd like to give it another go for the win and that's pretty much the whole focus of my spring but i am doing iron furnace uh a month before the half uh which looks like it's going to be super competitive this year so that'll be fun i i couldn't resist doing a trail race um 
like waiting that long before my first trail race. So I decided to do our sign up for Iron Furnace. And then the focus for the second half of the year is on the Bear um, 100 in Utah. I loved Utah and had a great experience at Wasatch, but I kind of had the feeling that I w- could do a lot better. And it's cool that I'm going back to the same place generally and uh, getting another chance to do well in a mountain hundred. Um, I did think about doing like a more local hundred, but I've really always had this fascination with wanting to do well in a mountain hundred. So I'm excited to go back to the bear and then I'm doing the, uh, Kettle Moraine 50k, which, um, is last year. I don't know if you remember at Thunder Bunny, I got like my whole high school crew to do a 50k there. So that's our high school crew race this year. It's becoming a tradition. Um, getting my girlfriend to do it. So, cause she's resisted being an ultra runner for a while, but she finally gave in. And then, um, I'm doing the ragged 50 K where I tore the tendon in my ankle in 2018. So that one's also got kind of like a past history. I guess all my races kind of do. So it'll be really fun. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Kind of, you still have the fire underneath you to go back at some of these races and even perform at an even higher level. So it's going to be super exciting to see how it kind of shakes out for you. Uh, obviously, you're coached also by David, correct, Alex? Yeah, so that's been a change for me this year. Um, last year, I was just coaching myself or failing to coach myself. I felt the second half of the year, um, I was like injured a lot of the time and I was just like, um, I just made the decision that um, having a coach would probably make me happier overall and um, also maybe help me feel like I'm racing more to my potential because ultras are really hard to know how to train for. I don't know if you more experienced people feel like you figured it out, but I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere closer. So, um it seems like so many of the good ultra runners that I follow were coached by David and he seemed like such a positive guy, which really matches with um, my personality. So I reached out to him about a month or two ago. And so far it seems like a really good fit and I'm really excited to see where it takes me. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those that don't know, you, you've done some coaching in your time as well. Uh, talk about that experience. Yeah, so um, I'm now working in Cincinnati, but um, my first couple years in Ohio, I was in Peebles, which is like dead in the middle between Cincinnati and Athens and kind of in the country. There's not much going on, but um, their cross-country team needed a coach, and I started coaching there, and um ended up getting lucky with some of the most talented girls that have ever went to people's high school. And we went to the state championship. Um, the girls won state in the four by eight. Um, it was just like the coolest year to be the coach at people's. And I think that I realized that running is so much since I've been out of college, it's so much more than what it was when I was just running for myself and my teammates in college. Um, coaching has really showed me that uh, running can be such a powerful thing to a community. And um, it was such a cool experience to be on the coaching side. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a super rewarding experience. Uh, just a reminder for everyone in Ridge Runner Nation that's watching live right now, if you have a question for our two amazing guests, make sure to drop those in the chat. And we'll try to relay those along as we can. Uh, Emily, question for you. How has ultra running changed since you started running? Obviously, uh, things have kind of changed, transitioned over the past couple of years. How, what's the biggest change that you've noticed and how have you adapted to it? 
Hmm. Yeah, so there are definitely more people interested in in uh, racing, and I've definitely noticed the shift of you know road and track athletes uh, becoming interested in ultra distances. Um, you know, it's gotten uh, a little bigger, kind of the same as I remember happening with the triathlon scene. <laughs> Um, kind of more corporate investment as well, which, uh, I, you know, I think is a natural thing um, in our environment, but it's also one that, you know, it's it kind of feels like uh, it might be getting, some races might be getting a little too big, uh, which makes me enjoy some of the local races a little more. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, e even with uh, like the last man standing events, I'm trying to make sure I'm supporting some of the more local events instead of shooting for the big time. <laughs> um, I think it's important uh, for the same reasons Alex was talking about community, you know, trail, trail running and ultra running has always been something that's very community centered uh, in my view. And I'd like to make sure that we continue to foster that, so. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you got into Big's Backyard Ultra last year, correct? But Yeah, I did. It was, I think, three weeks after Spartathlon, which maybe I should have known that was a bad idea. But uh, <laughs> international travel <laughs> um, is uh, often, you know, international travel combined with having your immunity system just kind of uh, trashed after 153 miles. Um, usually leaves you kind of sick. <laughs> so I, I was, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I had the flu. Um, and I, I sent uh, Laz a message and was like, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm out. Uh, I don't think I can do my best at your race with the flu. And he gave me a really hard time about it. He was like, how about you just show up? <laughs> uh, which I didn't do. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that my entry went to Gabe Rainwater, <laughs> uh, who raced a brilliant race. Um, so, I, yeah, yeah, I, I uh, didn't go, but <laughs> not sure I want to go either. And I'm really happy Maggie won. I thought that was amazing. That's awesome. It looks like you have a little friend behind, uh, behind you there. <laughs> a little bit upset with me, but he'll, he'll live. That's awesome. So you said that you were interested in doing a backyard ultra. Have you done one before? And if not, which one are you looking to do? And obviously there's two in Ohio and obviously yeah. it's big. So. Yeah. Sarah Smith has one in Virginia that I was really interested in. And I actually told her that I wasn't going to do it um, mostly because I was focused on this hundred K possibility. Um, but uh, capital backyard ultra is what it's called. Um, but I, w I wouldn't mind exploring it. I, I'm not sure that it combines well with a year where you're trying to focus on speed. I think that's the main issue. So we'll see. I'll, I'll jump into one at, at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, kind of like tr transitioning there, like training for a back at ultra has got to be completely different than training for 100K fast time and just all this other speed work that you're planning on doing this year. I guess. I don't know. I mean, the main thing that David has me doing um, that I didn't necessarily expect is bringing my easy pace down, you know, to a quicker pace, basically. So if easy is quicker, then obviously <laughs> you're, you're going to be able to do a lot of things better. Um, so I'm not sure that my assumption that they don't mix is true, to be honest with you. Maybe... Maybe if my easy pace is, you know, quicker, then I could just go for days, you know, at a backyard ultra. I have no idea. Uh, I think anybody that knows. <laughs> so um, the cool thing about ultras is that you get to try it out. So I'll try it out at some point. Definitely. And uh, what's your favorite workout? Obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Alex, you're going to have to see... see uh, how this goes for you with uh, the same coach, which is kind of fun, but the most fun workout that I have that David gives me is the um, long run with a 20 mile tempo on trail. 
Uh, it's just a blast. I feel like a kid, you know, blasting through the woods. Um, and then you get the true ultra feel, you know, after you blast through the woods in your long run of, wow, that, and now it feels like my legs are about to die. So <laughs> I love that. That's fun. Incredible. And just Alex, if you want to answer the same question, uh, what's your favorite workout that you do to kind of keep things going? Uh, I wish I had a better answer because, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I was just a track athlete. So I loved what we called the Michigan workout where you do a mile, 1200, 800, 400, and you just keep getting faster. And it was really fun. But, um, I'm yet to find a good workout that I love in ultras, but I guess my favorite one that I did last year was a three mile tempo and then five by one K up like a five or 6% grade hill. It was like so hard, but um, I don't know, something about hills where you throw times out the window and just kind of like what you were saying about trails, Emily. I mean, when you're doing a tempo on a trail, you're not able to look at splits on your watch. So you just stop looking at splits on your watch, which is part of why trail running is so much fun. And that's kind of how I felt about this workout. Yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome to kind of hear that uh, you guys obviously both have the same coach. You guys both are you emily kind of knows her favorite workout alex i'm sure that you'll find one very soon <laughs> david's gonna like, get you one this week <laughs> if he's listening oh yeah uh, <laughs> what is yeah. kind of transitioning now uh what is your proudest moment as a runner and what made that moment so special for you obviously we all go through ups and downs and races and we've had good performances and bad performances but what's the one moment that's just stuck out to you above the rest and alex if you want to start Okay, so um, my biggest moment so far as a runner was my 5K PR in college. I ran, um, at Drake realized I ran a 14-17, which um, kind of just put me in a class of being a better runner than what I was before that race. And um it just felt like I executed the race plan right, but really it was more um, the months and years of training leading up to that. Um, being a college athlete was really hard, um, especially balancing it with engineering, and that race was kind of the affirmation of all that hard work. And, I mean, relating it to ultras, I'm yet to have a race where I feel like I prepared for it super well and executed a race plan super well. Mohican was the most perfect race for me, but at the time it was supposed to be like a tune up for my hundred. So I really want to have that race in an ultra where hopefully in a hundred where it's like, yes, that went right. And obviously in a hundred, I don't think you can get it a hundred percent right the way you came in a 5k but um maybe 85 90 percent right and i'll feel pretty good awesome and then emily yeah my pr the question is my proudest uh race is that yep. a proudest yeah. moment right? Promise moment yep yeah so <laughs> um i i've definitely been proud lately of times that i felt like i i was racing so uh, Burning River 100 and Ethan Allen 24, you know, the goal was to race someone who was also in the race and, and you know, feel like I'm, I'm uh, working hard and trying to, trying to go beyond um, what I think I'm capable of. Um, but I, I definitely can never outdo this moment I had running uh, when I was quite young. <laughs> um, my grandfather had challenged me to a race from the house to the barn. Um, and this is in rural Tuscarawas County. So this is kind of a big deal. Um, my grandmother was looking on and I think my siblings were also looking on and you know, it was on. So I, I went all out. This is the day I knew that I was a sprinter, I think. 
uh, and I beat him. And I just remember turning around and seeing my grandmother smile so big. I am fairly certain I made, you know, maybe not just that day, but the week easier for her uh, because I just beat the patriarch of our family <laughs> in a race. So um, I, I'm kind of proud of that. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's thrilling. It's always thrilling to to be able to do something like that, and um, that I did it for her. You know, is is a big deal. So I'm proud of that. <laughs> Definitely, and uh, I think Nick, you had a question. Yeah, I got a question for both you guys that I think uh, applies to anybody who who runs and and has goals um, personally. I'm going through a little bit of something that kind of happens to me every year after a little bit of an off season, you get like a little bit of an injury or a little bit of uh, a hiccup in your training as you're starting to build miles and get into their first races of the year. So what I'm curious is a lot of people do a lot of things to try and stay healthy, whether it's stretching, um, massage, going to a PT, things like that. What is the one thing that you guys do regularly to try and, fight off those little injuries start with you alex so i think that a pt would be really awesome if you can afford it have access to it um i still miss in college where um we could just go get work done whenever we wanted um but i roll out every day i stretch every day i do leg swings and and, you know, I make sure I'm warmed up. I I just know I'm not going to be happy when I'm injured. So that's all the motivation I need to do all those things. Cool. What about you, Emily? Yeah, so um, I don't know that there's a, a race or even a training day where I haven't felt some level of hurt or <laughs> maybe even injury. Um, and I definitely use a PT regularly uh, for dry needling, um, especially in problem spots. But uh, I, th I think there's something to realizing that, you know, you can run through a lot of this stuff. And I, I really realized that when I was doing multi-day runs, I've never raced a multi-day, but I've I've uh, run across West Virginia. Um, I've run from Pittsburgh to DC before. And doing those things, you know, you kind of start to figure out that you can overcome a lot um, in any scenario. So your body can really adapt. Uh, so it might be in part just a mental, you know, <laughs> a mental training every time one of these things comes up where you're able to say to yourself, well, I mean, let me try going a little further or let me try, you know, picking it up a little bit. See just how, do, how does that feel? Um, one of the things I've been doing a lot lately is, you know, if I feel like I'm pushing too much, shorten up my stride a little bit, try to feel quick and light. Um, so again, it's just a mental adjustment where you're saying to yourself, you know, this isn't great right now, but I can, I can tighten it up a little bit and see how I feel. So I do that. Uh, I definitely roll out. I stretch um, here and there. I'll, I'll do yoga, but not <laughs> consistently. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's more than anything, especially for doing ultras, uh, use that, use that experience where you're getting down a little bit on yourself to try to work through it. Yeah. I really, I really like that answer a lot, especially mm -hmm. having, uh, um, my background is in exercise physiology. So I've worked okay. with a lot of PTs yeah. and, uh, I've always found that, um, you want to find a PT that isn't going to just shut you down and put yeah. you on the couch. They're going to do the needling, do the things like that. That'll make you, um, be a little less, you know, a little less painful in your runs, right. um, but addressing those problem areas too. So, um, and, and while you're still, still training too. So, yeah. And it, you're right. I'm lucky that my PT is so good. His, his name is Tim Pavlock, <laughs> uh, to give him a little shout out. Uh, but he, he has been so great about saying, yeah, I mean, you know, your body, you know, it sounds like 
this isn't something that should be stopping you. You should, you should keep going. So that's been really important. He does maintenance, which I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> not injury, it's maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really important. And obviously you guys have shed some light uh, to some other runners in the chat, obviously, to uh, tips to improve or just general info on how you guys uh, maintain your fitness as well as stay healthy. So obviously super important to pass that advice along. Uh, but with that being said, what's the one piece of advice that you've received from another ultra marathon runner that's really changed your life or your mindset about ultra running? And uh, Emily, if you want to start things off. Yeah, I have a slightly snarky response to that. So uh, Steve Godale, Stephen Godale uh, told me during the 24-hour national championships in 2018, I, had, I was having the best race of my life uh, that day. <laughs> and I hit, I think, 123 miles with four more hours to go. So I really could have, you know, racked up the mileage, uh, but I couldn't see anything. <laughs> And Steve said, I think you should maybe stop running if you can't see anything. <laughs> I think he was right. So I did. I stopped running. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I still, you know, it was a great race. I did, I did really well. Um, but on a more uh, real note, I'll say for ultra runners specifically, I think it's really important to run easy. Um, so learn how to run easy. Don't try to kill it out there all the time. Uh, I see so many runners transitioning from short distance to longer distance who, including myself, I think I started this way, um, where you really want to go out and kill every workout uh, when actually what you need to do is run slow. Uh, figure out what your easy pace is, you know, and, and stick to it for a while. Uh, almost every single training run, I'm trying to go easy with just short spurts of speed. So that, that's been good. And that, that comes from David Roach um, for the most part for me. Awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Um, for me, uh, in my hundred, I just remember like being 45 miles in and it was my first one. And I was in starting to enter a big low because, I didn't really know what I was doing. I don't think I was eating enough, but um, I remembered people telling me that just because it's bad right now doesn't mean it's not going to get better. And that was just my mantra and it did get better. And it was really hard to trust that when I didn't really have any experience like that before. But um, that advice got me through it. And then 20 miles later, I was feeling great passing people. You know what I mean? So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's great, great advice that you received there. And obviously it worked out for you a little bit. Um, John, Nick, do you guys have any final words? No, I want to go run. You guys have inspired me to go go out and run for this evening, even though I probably should take a couple more days to uh, recover from Sunday. But like, I'm gonna go for it, maybe. See what happens. Do it. Do it. Fear pressure's on, John. Fear <laughs> pressure's on. Always that way. Well, we really want to thank you guys for joining the show tonight. Uh, we really enjoyed hearing your stories and uh, all the adventures you have planned for this year. Uh, where can people find you on social media uh, if they're looking to follow you guys? Um, I mean, I, I definitely post on Facebook uh, under my normal name. And then on Instagram, I'm uh, at Ripe Dandelion. Awesome. Alex? Um, also on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, one of my college teammates made it for me, so don't judge. Gold gets buckets with Zs for the gets in the buckets. It's legendary. <laughs> we'll make sure to put the uh, your socials in the description of this video so people can find you guys, follow you along, and whatnot for this year. Nick, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, the weekly rundown is still to come this week as more exciting guests on Original Art Live are also coming up in the future. So if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, 
make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything. Thanks again for coming on, guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks, Wes. Thanks for having us. We like your show. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. <laughs>